Coffee Black, and this is the Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Um, this should be an introspective series where I come and spit out my thoughts, crazy shit that's going on in my head, funny shit that happened to me during the day, and any and everything that you want to talk about, you want to hear. Um, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid smoker, I'm a food enthusiast, and I love feedback, so, that being said, if you hear something here that you enjoy, then uh, let me know, if you hear something you don't like, go fuck yourself, let's start the show. Coffee Black. Hey, did you download the Anchor app yet? Because if you didn't, you're missing out on probably the best part of my show. Um, my sleeper picks are super fucking dope. And with the Anchor app, you get a 30 second snippet of every song that I select for every episode. So if you don't have Anchor, you're missing out on the best experience and the best listening uh, listening experience for this show. Plus, with the Anchor app, you can start your own podcast. Get out there and say something if you feel like you have something to say. So get the fucking app, man. Don't be lazy. It's one download, and it's uh, it's in the Google Play Store. I just found out that it's in the Apple uh, Apple App Store or whatever you guys have over there but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have the Anchor app it's free to download it's easy to sign up you can use Facebook even so do me a favor if you, li- if you like this show and you want to experience this show the best way possible download the fucking Anchor app and get in the show Good afternoon, good night. It's the Kid Coffee Black. Fire in the Kitchen podcast. Ah oh, man, how y'all doing? Um, shit, doing this a little different, man. It's like 8.30 at night. Um, I'm here sitting on my front porch enjoying the crickets and smoking a bong and having a beer. And, uh, this is actually really, really nice, man. Um, I don't have to work super early tomorrow. Um, hopefully I can get up early enough to get a show in and start my day off right. Um, before I get too deep into the show, like I always do, um... I want to give all my shout-outs. Shout-outs to my Spotify listeners. Shout-out to anybody listening on Google Play. Shout-out to the Stitcher and 
Apple Podcast listeners. Everybody tuning in on uh, the Anchor app. Hopefully you downloaded the Anchor app. I know you get tired of hearing that Anchor drop in the beginning, but I'm going to keep putting that motherfucker on there because uh, Anchor is very important to me. It has become very near and dear to my heart. Um, It allows me to do what I do. Come on here and give y'all the funk every single motherfucking day. Uh, So yeah, man, download the Anchor app. Interact with me. Start your own show. Put out your own message. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, um, I had a very interesting day all today. By interesting, I mean, I, I took a nap on the couch and I did absolutely nothing. Um, I took a little bit of show notes, did a little bit of reading. Um, I'm reading Waylon Jennings' son's book, Son of an Outlaw. I don't know if I mentioned that on here before. And, um, I don't know, one of the themes of the book is change and uh, perception and the way people see you as opposed to who you actually are. And, uh, topically, topical reference, that's, um, it's very interesting based upon, uh, recent news about Jay-Z's, um, we'll call it a partnership with the NFL, um, and, uh, Understand truthfully, we don't know all of the full details of the deal, and um, we still yet we still have people coming out and condemning him or talking down about the deal before we actually know what the fuck it's about. And um, I think that's super fucking troubling, man. Like, as a people, as a society, and I'm speaking specifically for black people and two black people at this point, um. Do we really have a ground to stand on to to judge Jay-Z or to to uh, disparage Jay-Z for the things that he's done, man? Really? Like, look at his track record, man. Hov has done nothing but uh, but shown us love throughout his entire career, man. He's done nothing but put us in positive positions or put us in a light to where we can be portrayed in a in a manner in which um, it's believable for someone to come from the streets to uh, enter a realm of business that most people can't get to. And I know a lot of y'all will say, well, shit, man, he gained himself some money. He He's a capitalist. You know, that was all about him making paper. And I'm not going to argue that. You know what I'm saying? So you you got to line your pockets, but at the same time, if you can help your people while you do it, why not? And just by influence alone. Look at all of the millionaires he's made. We can go up and down a list of millionaires and, and, and we can go up and down a list of people whose lives have been touched and changed by Sean Carter, man. And it saddens me that, uh, as always, my people are, are the first ones to tear each other apart, the first ones to tear each other down. It's, it's, it's so unfortunate, but it's the oldest story in the book, man. You know, we hate ourselves more than uh, they do at times. Uh, it's just, it's super fucking sad. And now this has turned into a, a Colin Kaepernick versus Jay-Z situation. When it ain't even about that, man. It's really not even about that. It's so sad that um, we have to be so one-track-minded at all times 
when we can't focus on two things at once? Why can't Colin Kaepernick build the world up from a from a ground level for black people and Jay-Z do it from a top-down perspective? We need both. Duality is real. We need two. We live a life of two. But again, man, that just goes to show you people's perception of you. They only want to see you for who they think they they who they have built you up to be in their head. You will never be a better person than them if they don't want you to be. Nobody will ever see your growth if they don't want to see you grow. Sometimes you just got to do shit for yourself. You got to do shit for you. You got to be a better person because you want to be. You got to help out because you want to. And don't expect no accolades because ain't nobody going to give you no pats on the back no more, man. It's, it's gotten to the point to where um, people, are perspect- uh, per- people are expecting perfection out of you, it seems. Or they just want you to stay in that square that they put you in forever. Like I say all the time, man, if people believe that they can't grow, then they don't want to see nobody else do it. Progress. What's that? Sad as hell. This man has done nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But try to better us as a people for so long. Y'all seen the Khalif Brower documentary? Like, really? Ask Trayvon Martin's mama and daddy about Jay-Z and his wife. Ask them fathers in Baltimore who they bailed out on Father's Day. Nothing but philanthropic work, man. Nothing but but charity work throughout the the history of his his entire career. Nothing but putting black men in a in a positive spin, in a positive light. And yes, man, we he got transgressions. The nigga ain't perfect. But you don't want to see the good deeds because he's not the person that you picked. And that's just all it is. We scream from the mountaintops for, for a fucking savior, but we want somebody that we've picked and chose ourselves. You know what I'm saying? They don't want Jay to shine because Jay ain't the one that they picked. I hear a lot of people saying, well, why he ain't bring Colin Kaepernick to the thing? Oh, well, shit, man, we don't know what he's trying to do on the, uh, behind the scenes. That's the thing, like, we don't even have all of the fucking information. We jump so deep into this shit before we actually know what the fuck is going on. We read a headline and took that shit. <clears throat> and the sad part about it is, in a week and a half, none of this shit will matter. All of y'all are going to c- completely fucking forget about it. Like it doesn't exist. The sad reality of this shit. Outrage culture and outrage headlines. Niggas want to be mad. They don't want to learn. They don't want to be better. They want to be pissed off and angry. You don't want to win. You want to keep screaming and throwing rocks and kneeling. For forever. Here go a nigga that's <clears throat> going and sitting at the table with the motherfuckers that's running this shit. The billionaires. 
You think they just NFL owners, you dummies? You don't think they own other businesses? Fucking morons, man. Who do you think runs this country? Corporations. If we can have somebody who looks like us go sit down, who who talks like us, who comes from the same streets that we do, who's dealt with the same issues that we dealt with, who talks that talk like we supposed to say we talk that talk. He's everything that we want a nigga to be, for real, for real. From the streets, documented. Niggas throw up like, he, oh, he sold crack. Yeah, nigga, and now he's not. Now he's a billionaire. Now he's a legitimate businessman. Y'all always talking this American dream shit. He lived it. He actually did it, and he looks like you, and you upset. Why are you mad? He doing the fucking work. Swear to God, man. I said all the time, yo, we are our worst. We are our own worst enemy. All the time. We we are our own worst enemy, man. They'll tear us apart from within before they they, they come from the outside. That's straight up, because we know they're the enemy. We know what they look like. We know how they speak. We know how they conduct themselves. We can see them coming. When the deception comes from within, when the treachery comes from within, you know what I'm saying, the bullshit comes from within the circle, that's when you get fucked up. Let these interlopers in, man. Don't let them in your head, don't let them in your space. They have completely managed to do exactly what they've always done in every situation. Turn us against one another. They work with Dr. King and Martin. I mean, Dr. King and Malcolm, excuse me. Oh, my gosh. And it's working now. Right here in front of your face. And you niggas is stupid enough to fucking fall for it. And they distract you with this bullshit, pull the wool over their eyes, and set the fucking rainforest on fire. That shit been burning for a month. And the niggas is not paying attention to it. Like we arguing about if if Jay Z should become an owner of the NFL team. While while the 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 lungs of the earth are on fire. And there be millions of indigenous people. Again, displaced, another holocaust on our watch, right in front of our motherfucking eyes, and we completely distracted, man. We arguing about some stupid surface-level bullshit, some shit that's eventually going to work itself out in front of us, man. We don't want to get better, man. We want to be mad. We want to be angry. We want to be pissed off. We'd rather uh, sit and, and, and play the victim and uh, blame the rest of the world for our problems instead of fixing ourselves, fixing it internally, going inside of you, seeing what's wrong with you.
my nigga, it's your fault. I was listening to uh, some Patrice O'Neill. Wait for this plane to go by. Sound like a fucking cargo plane or some shit. But, yeah, I was listening to some Patrice O'Neill. Uh, one of the more, um, prolific comedians of my generation. Um, some, some people would say he was crude. I would say that he was a visionary. And... Um, I wasn't aware, but at some point in time, he had a radio show called the the Black Phillip Radio Show. And it was more or less an advice column. People would call in and uh, ask him for advice and help with different situations. I'm guessing this happened before he passed. I don't know how I discovered this, but I just so happened to stumble upon it. Um, Thank you to the uh, Comedy Crackhead YouTube page. Y'all should follow that. They have a lot of... Uh, hidden gems of comedy if you enjoy stand-up comedians if you enjoy uh, radio shows as well podcasts whatever anyway guy calls in and he proceeds to discuss how he got his girlfriend of two years pregnant and she is trying to force him to marry her and Patricia's stance on this was um, no, that's, that's not the route that we should be taking, because, I mean, the only reason you're, you would marry her is because she got upset with you for saying no. Um, you have to take ownership of yourself, he said. He said, listen, you're mad because of something that is your fault, speaking towards the... <coughs> Speaking towards the woman, um, we we both laid down, we both had sex. We, you know, what I'm saying we understood what, what would come from this. So at this point, it it's either you plan for this to happen, or um, you have this 1950s uh, belief that um, some family unit is going to exist, and we're going to ultimately be happy forever because we made the decision to get married before we had this child. Um, None of that actually exists. It only exists inside your own mind. That's your perception. That isn't reality. You know what I'm saying? We are completely happy now not being married. We can do everything that we need to do as parents without changing the dynamics of our relationship. You know, and he said you have to, he talked to the man, he said you have to take ownership as well. You have to be a father. There's you know, like, I'm, I assume that you plan on doing everything that you, you're supposed to do as a dad. And the guy says, yeah, man, like, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not I'm not ready to be a, a, a husband, I'm, you know, but a, a father, you know, I, I, I'll take care of that. I'll do that. It's like, you know, he was like, all right, well, you know, you handle your motherfucking business and you tell her to do the same. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, don't get your emotions involved. Don't do something stupid because... Uh, you don't want to go 20 years down the line. You know, you're married to this woman and you're not happy. 
you know, and he says, tell a bitch no, <laughs> his exact words, fucking tell her no, it's like, yo, are you, are you stupid, like, no, and he says, she's gonna be upset, she's gonna be mad, she's gonna spin out in the floor, like fucking Curly from the Three Stooges, she's gonna be so mad, but later on in life, she's not gonna regret you, and she's not gonna, uh, be upset with you, and, and you might even be friends, and you might actually even go on to get married, but if you're not ready for that right now, don't compromise yourself by going against what you actually believe, or what you actually want, because of the emotions of someone else, it's your fault, take accountability, and I just, I was kind of blown away, because like, you know, you know he's a comedian, you know what I'm saying, he's kind of a, uh, He's kind of a rude and raunchy comedian, you know what I'm saying? So you don't really expect that kind of insight and um and brilliance from a man who 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 tells jokes for a living. But you never know what you can learn from. Um I don't know, I scroll through Facebook I mean Facebook. Yeah, it's Facebook, but I scroll through YouTube all the time just looking for, you know, inspiration, looking for quotes, looking for uh a place where I can bounce some ideas off of and um didn't know I would find some gems in a comedy skit. I didn't know I was gonna find some gems in an episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, but hey, there you go. Shit happens. Um Don't ever be anyone but who you are and don't ever compromise yourself for the beliefs of someone else. If it feels right to you, then it's right. I said it before and I'll say it again, man. Reality is neutral. We put our own spin on this shit. You are not what those people tell you you are. Oh, shit. Um... I'm going to have another beer. I'm going to enjoy these crickets. With my bug light on. And my citronella candle. Out here in my country studio. Um, this is a very fun episode. Uh, I like this setting. I like this environment. is good. I'll try to do this again. Next time I get some... Uh, some free time, it's usually nice like this, I would be busting down the restaurant, trying to get on the highway to get myself home, right about now, uh, but yeah man, as always, love, because uh, I come from a love supreme, Shout out to Nikki and Phil. Need to get back to Cleveland very soon to see my folks, man. I think I need some of that good homegrown energy. Um, nothing feels good like love. Uh, shit. How do I end this one? What do I say? 
I'm actually in a really, really good mood, man. Like, I don't have anything bad to say to y'all. So, fire in the kitchen, man. Peace. Yo, so, fuck what y'all talking about, man. Nigga Mac Ayers is one of the best in the world right now. The nigga plays guitar, and he sings his ass off, and he writes his own songs, and the nigga really gets down. His new album, uh, Juice Box, is pretty good, man. He's got some of my favorite artists on there, um, and he's the man that I'm featuring today. I'm, I'm going to give y'all two tracks by Mac Ayers. Um, first one is, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty boppy. It's kind of up-tempo. It's a little different than my norm, but I still fuck with it. Um, this is Mac Aries featuring Tiffany Guy. Oh, no, no, that's the next song, excuse me. This is Mac Aries, Better. So shit, man, I jumped the gun on the last one. Um, this is Mac Aries featuring Tiffany Gosh. Shit covered in gold. Another song off the album. <coughs> this is more of my speed, man. <coughs> Real earthy backpacker type shit. Here you go. 